everyone, this is Matthew Knight, founder of Leapers and host of No More Water Cooler, a podcast with the self-employed on mental health and work. We've just finished the last episode of season one, which has been very much a prototype or a pilot or a test just to see what happened. I didn't really have any kind of intention uh, beyond recording a few and, and just seeing how they went and and if they are valuable to people and, and people are reacting well then we'll carry on um but i had a very open mind about how the conversations might flow how the programs might be structured um and and also um there were i wanted to wait to see what observations we made at the end of the show to see if there was uh, any similarities whether we needed to be following a, a pattern or a structure or just let it flow relatively organically. Um, but I think there have been there have been two things which have been really interesting about all of the people that we've spoken to. First of all, is is just how honest and open they've been um, in in sharing their story and sometimes very intimate personal details, which is not something that you would share with uh, people that you know personally, yet alone professionally. So I think f- I, I want to thank everybody again for being honest and open uh, and and i believe a lot of the reason why people are being so open is because others have supported them and been open to them um every, almost everybody we've spoken to has been part of some sort of community or support network where communication and openness has been really valuable and others have shared their stories and this is a lot of individuals ways of giving back um, because if they're sharing their own individual stories and others hear it and can and it resonates with them or it supports or it helps them or it helps them just reflect and say, oh, yeah, no, actually, I'm feeling that as well. This isn't just a, a, a me, an individual, an issue thing, um, but rather it's part of the experience. I think that that is hugely beneficial and that's why a lot of people are willing and open to to give back and share their stories. The second thing which I hadn't um, really considered was how useful this is for organizations not individuals who are freelancers but organizations who are working with the self-employed with independent talent with external individuals because you're hearing some of the genuine challenges and issues and hiccups and process problems and frustrations and opportunities to work with these individuals better Um, not just to give them more moral support and, and to say you know you're doing fantastically but from a pure process and performance and effectiveness and business perspective how you can work with external individuals and self-employed individuals and small businesses (laughs) anyone frankly uh, to work with them more effectively Uh, more open communication more understanding of what they need more communication of what you need and iteration around different working models and styles and patterns we haven't found the single silver bullet yet of how people work together and i don't think we ever will there's no single model people are too complicated and and nuanced and hopefully that will always be the case it takes time and effort to build 
relationships and trust with people uh, and it's even more complicated when you're working in rapid project bursts or short-term teams you need to make sure that communication and that trust building is right up front so I think there's a lot for organizations who work with individuals here to take and understand how they can work with others better not just the self-employed but their own teams as well I think um, there are also six uh, key themes or tips or techniques or observations from the conversations that we've had that I thought I'd love to just pull out and play back um, not in any specific order but just as I wrote them down in my notebook number one is this idea of how important a partner is or a, a, another person who you are able to work with bounce ideas off get support with uh, and from and support them uh, to share ideas to say how you're doing um, for a lot of individuals that might be a, a um, personal partner you know maybe somebody that they're in a relationship with it might be a family member it might be a close friend but a lot of the conversations we had there was a professional partner in place there was somebody that they are able to share the load with and uh, share their experience with I know that isn't the case for many, many self-employed. Many people are working for themselves, might be working on their own. Um, but there is still options and opportunities and ways of putting some sort of partnership in place. Maybe that is through a mentor. Maybe that's through some sort of accountability buddy. Um, maybe that's through a community like, like Leapers or like a professional organization. Um, whatever way you are able to find ways of putting in little partnerships, little buddies, little kind of uh getting getting a process where you can bounce ideas and have conversations with somebody who isn't yourself i think feels very very powerful and very um very supportive and an essential part of being successful when you're self-employed um i think it's it's kind of ironic i think in a lot of ways because <laughs> so many of the people we're talking to are working for themselves but you know, just being independent doesn't mean being alone. Um, so, so partnering and buddying and, and finding others that you can work with, I think, is, is point number one. Second point, which comes through really clearly and frequently, is this idea of boundaries, putting boundaries in place, healthy boundaries of where you shut your laptop at the end of the day or where you don't accept emails anymore or um, even not necessarily being that black and white, but just kind of when and where and how you're willing to work and being really strict with yourself about those boundaries. I think pretty much everybody said um, it's really hard. It's not the easiest thing to do. And I certainly know whenever I'm giving advice, uh, you know, boundaries is, is probably the... the top five things which I suggest and I'm also awful at doing it I you know I'll be reading emails at two o'clock in the morning I'm recording this on a Sunday evening I you know they're, they're not the easiest thing to put in place and not everybody necessarily likes strict regimen routines and structure around their day however it's one of the biggest things which you give up when you walk away from a perm or a job job type employment is some sort of structure around the day and um, even the simple thing of commuting, which you know, I think is, is generally one of the biggest reasons why people stop freelancing, uh, start freelancing rather, is, is because they hate the commute. Even the benefit of just leaving the office, having 20 minutes to switch from one mental state to another state is, is something which you walk away from. Um, so 
what are the ways in which you can put boundaries in place? What are the ways in which you can make sure that you're just checking in on yourself to make sure that you're not constantly going over those boundaries and reviewing them from time to time? Are they working for you? The third thing, um, and this is probably the number one thing, is communication. Um, Being really, really communicative to others about what you need um, understanding what you need is is incredibly hard, I think, as a starting point. Um, but when you do understand what you need and who you need it from, being able to communicate uh, how you're feeling, how you're doing, and communicating that to those who you're working with. That might be to these, these partners or these accountability teams or whoever you're working with. That might be to the client. If you're not communicating where things are going wrong or where things are going well, um, there is going to be a breakdown and you're not going to be as effective as possible. Um, I think there's also an element about communication with yourself and being honest with yourself and and not just letting stuff uh, wiggle around in your head all the time and capturing things which you say, actually, this is really important to me. I need to make sure that I am explaining that to others when I'm working with them. Um, Feedback is also a huge gap for many people uh, that communication back from the client the person that you're working with or indeed the teams that you're working with uh, perhaps during a project but also after a project has finished to understand where did it go uh, what impact did it have subsequently so so post-project communication I think is is a big gap for a lot of people certainly for a lot of organizations are not putting things in place in order to follow up with the people they work with so communication um, is probably number one, but comes in at number three. Um, number four is is, is tracking, uh, not timesheets. I'm not talking about uh, putting ridiculous process in place for yourself as a self-employment, but even just keeping a notebook and keeping an idea and a track and a, a sort of record or a journal of how you're doing, of how you're feeling, how different experiences and activities and work are making you feel. Um, because I think a lot of the time in the moment it's really hard to uh, reflect Um, you know you're doing whatever you need to be doing and probably doing it to the best of your ability um, but stuff gets in the way and if you aren't taking that time at the end of the day to just note down how you're feeling what the situation was what the environment and the context and the the influences and, and the things which went in to make that up Um, it's really hard to think about that the following day or the following week or the following month. Um, And and it's very easy to fall back into doing the same thing over again and going, hold on, why did I do this project? I I know that whenever I'm I'm in a situation where A, B and C are true, I'm going to get frustrated. Um, So without tracking the experiences that you're going through, without journaling and reflecting and then saying, hold on, every time I do this type of project, the work isn't great. I'm not enjoying it. It's the client isn't enjoying it. That's not a positive thing to do. Uh, it gets very hard to do that without collecting any data. So tracking how you're doing throughout work, I think, is is essential. Number five, fluidity. Um, and when I say fluidity, I'm talking about fluidity of definitions. Uh, we've talked a lot about freelance or self-employment or working for yourself or uh, full-time jobs or part-time jobs. There are so many different variations on a theme and work is getting more complicated in terms of how it is defined. Um, There are no fantastically clear, well-defined, consistent definitions of of what work is anymore. 
and nor should there be because if this is a process of designing how you want to work that works for you that works for the people that you're working with and around the stuff which you have to do so it's about designing the things which which fit together in order to make work work well for you um and and the fluidity piece is really interesting for me because a lot of the people who we spoke about haven't just switched from one work mode into another but are constantly moving into different types of engagement so we spoke to adrian about his his movement between um full-time employment through redundancy into long-term contracts into perm back into uh, freelance um other members of the the podcast have been talking around how actually they've built up portfolio um careers or they're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of there and and this idea of you know would you switch back into employment after being freelance so many of them people have just said absolute no um but equally that there have been other people who've spoken to who've who've moved between different types of roles and i think personally that that fluidity is just going to increase and, and maybe we'll start to have less and less of a conversation about moving from full-time employment to self-employment and more just around how actually work is a little bit more fluid and you move into different projects and types of engagements over your career and that's okay and the labels are not necessarily as important uh, which hopefully makes it a lot easier for people that they're not making a huge leap from full-time employment to self-employment but they can move into some sort of transitional role to see how it feels and build up a support network before they step into that wholeheartedly and and the final point um is it's not just you um the experiences which have been shared over the last couple of episodes have i know resonated with a lot of people already and and some of the comments which you've had on the episodes have been you know kind of summarized as omg that's completely me i felt exactly the same or i went through exactly the same thing this experience is something that affects a lot of us in very similar ways we might be doing radically different types of work in the in the leapers community i know that we have lots of people in marketing and research and journalism and, and graphic design but we also have a nuclear decommissioning engineer um you know it's a very very <laughs> probably very different on the day uh, job kind of skill set required um but still very similar experiences as going into self-employment in terms of having to find the work and set your own business and understanding boundaries and and working with the clients and invoicing and accounting so no matter what the craft skills are a lot of the very similar emotional experiences are there and behavioral experiences are there and and i have taken a lot from having these conversations in just hearing others having gone through the same thing and said oh actually okay so that is not a failing of mine that is not me getting something wrong here that is just an inherent part of what self-employment is like for many people or oh okay that is something which we all share and it perhaps it's part of the human experience it's just that the, we all have fear and anxiety or, or confidence issues at times and it isn't me i'm not dealing with it on my own there are many many other people who are having a very similar experience and by clubbing together in some way and sharing those experiences and and how we dealt with them how we built resilience around them or even just saying hey yeah i'm having a crappy day today as well and just having a good old uh hug 
or uh, making a cup of tea for each other virtually or otherwise, there's a huge benefit in just sharing these stories with each other and realizing that it's part of the experience. And, and the more that we can talk about it, the more that we can share and recognize that others, many, many others are going through very similar things. Hopefully, we'll all be able to build a better support network for each other so that we can all work well. I would like to thank everybody who took the time to speak to me over the last few weeks. We are in the uh, current process of recording season two, and I would love to hear from anybody who is open to sharing their experiences of self-employment, freelance, working for themselves, taking a leap from a, from a full-time job into any other form of employment. And equally, people who have gone the other way, who, who have freelance, they tried it, it didn't work, and they've, they've switched back to a full-time job, or it did work and they've switched for another reason. I would love to hear to, from anybody who has a really interesting story around how mental health has directly impacted or changed the way which they work and, and is willing to openly speak about it on the podcast. So please do let us know, leapers.co slash podcast and click on the nominate a guest link. And we'll be back in probably eight weeks with season two. I'm Matthew Knight, and until then, work well. Music